Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listeners. This is Miss Jones here at Sunday School Special, where biblical motivation leads towards spiritual dedication. This is our seventh daily reading, which is titled Repentance and Victory, coming from 1 Samuel 7th chapter, 1st to the 12th verses. This scripture is the same scripture that will be used for our Sunday school lesson, July 12th, 2020, titled Samuel's Leadership Brings Victory. I will be reading from Life Application Study Bible, New International Version. So the men of Kiritha, Jerem, came and took up the ark of the Lord. They brought it to Abnabdad, house on the hill, and consecrated Eliezer, his son, to guard the ark of the Lord. The ark remained at Kirath-Jerim a long time, twenty years in all. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to all the Israelites, If you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths, and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their Baals and Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. When they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. On that day, they fasted, and there they confessed. We have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. I have read to you 1 Samuel 7 chapter first through the 12th verses may the lord add a blessing to the readers the hearers and the doers of this his holy word amen as you know i read extra content from the life application study bible and this one seems to be a bit longer than the rest the ark was taken to kirath jerem a city near the battlefield for safekeeping and eleazar was given the task of taking care for it. Why wasn't it taken back to the tabernacle at Shiloh? Shiloh had probably been defeated and destroyed by the Philistines in an earlier battle because of the evil deeds of its priests. Apparently, the tabernacle and its furniture were saved because we read that the tabernacle was set in Nob during Saul's reign. 
and in Gibeon during the reigns of David and Solomon. Shiloh, however, is never again mentioned in the historical books of the Old Testament. Samuel's new home became Ramah, his birthplace. Israel mourned and sorrow gripped the nation for 20 years. The ark was put away like an unwanted box in an attic, and it seemed as if the Lord had abandoned its people. Samuel, now a grown man, roused them to action by saying that if they were truly sorry, they should do something about it. How easy it is for us to complain about our problems, even to God, while we refuse to act, change, and do what he requires. We don't even take the advice he has already given us. Do you ever feel as if God has abandoned you? Check to see if there is anything he has already told you to do. You may not receive new guidance from God until you have acted on his previous directions. Samuel urged the Israelites to get rid of their foreign gods. Idols today are much more subtle than gods of wood and stone, but they are just as dangerous. Whatever holds the first place in our lives or controls us is our God. Money, success, material goods, pride, or anything else can be an idol if it takes the place of God in our lives. The Lord alone is worthy of our service and worship, and we must let nothing rival Him. If we have foreign gods, we need to ask God to help us dethrone them, making the true God our first priority. Baal was believed to be the son of El, chief deity of the Canaanites. Baal was regarded as the god of thunder and rain, thus he controlled vegetation and agriculture. Ashtoreth was a goddess of love and war. She was called Ashtar in Babylon and Astarte or Aphrodite in Greece. She represented fertility. The Canaanites believed that by the sexual union of Baal and Ashtoreth, the earth would be magically rejuvenated and made fertile. Mizpah held special significance for the Israelite nation. It was there that the Israelites had gathered to mobilize against the tribe of Benjamin. Samuel was appointed to be leader, and Saul, Israel's first king, would be identified and presented to the people. Pouring water on the ground before the Lord was a sign of repenting from sin, turning from idols, and determining to obey God alone. Samuel became the last in a long line of Israel's judges, leaders, a line that began when Israel first conquered the Promised Land. A judge was both a political and a religious leader. God was Israel's true leader, while the judge was to be God's spokesman to the people, administrator of justice throughout the land. While some of Israel's judges relied more on their own judgment than on God's, Samuel's obedience and dedication to God made him one of the greatest judges in Israel's history. The Israelites had great difficulty with the Philistines, but God rescued them. In response, the people set up a large stone as a memorial of God's great help and deliverance. During tough times, we may need to remember the crucial turning points in our past to help us through the present. Memorials can help us remember God's past victories and gain confidence and strength for the present. 
and with additional reading for the scriptures, there's also additional material about the judge Samuel. We often wonder about the childhoods of great people. We have little information about the early years of most of the people mentioned in the Bible. One delightful exception is Samuel. He came as a result of God's answer to Hannah's fervent prayer for a child. In fact, the name Samuel comes from the Hebrew expression heard by God. God shaped Samuel from the start. Like Moses, Samuel was called to fill many different roles, judge, priest, prophet, counselor, and God's man at a turning point in the history of Israel. God worked through Samuel because Samuel was willing to be one thing, God's servant. Samuel showed that those whom God finds faithful in small things will be trusted with greater things. He grew up assisting the high priest, Eli, in the tabernacle until God directed him to other responsibilities. God was able to use Samuel because he was genuinely dedicated to God. Samuel moved ahead because he was listening to God's directions. Too often we ask God to control our lives without making us give up the goals for which we strive. We ask God to help us get where we want to go. The first step in correcting this tendency is to turn over both the control and destination of our lives to Him. The second step is to do what we already know God requires of us. The third step is to listen for further direction from His Word, God's map of life. The strengths and accomplishments of Samuel was that he was used by God to assist Israel's transition from a loosely governed tribal people to a monarchy. He anointed the first two kings of Israel. He was the last and most effective of Israel's judges and is listed in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11th chapter. His weakness and, mis His weakness and mistake was that he was unable to lead his sons into a close relationship with God. Lessons learned from his life. The significance of what people accomplish is directly related to their relationship with God. The kind of person we are is more important than anything we might do. And that will end our daily reading leading up to our Sunday School lesson. Again, this is our seventh daily reading which is coming from the same scripture as our Sunday School lesson. The reading for the day was titled, Repentance and Victory, while our Sunday School lesson, which is for July 12, 2020, is titled, Samuel's Leadership Brings Victory, coming from 1 Samuel 7, chapter 1-12 to the verses. I hope this extra content has inspired you to continue listening and reading in God's Word and, again, if there are any questions, comments, or concerns, or suggestions, they will be happily accepted in email at sundayschoolspecial at gmail.com. I'll be happy to reply to your messages, and we'll place them in our bonus episode. Thank you again for your listening support. Our next episode will be the Sunday School Lesson Student Edition and Teacher Edition. Respectfully, again, this is Ms. Jones. Here at Sunday School Special, where biblical motivation leads towards spiritual dedication. God bless.